over. Wow. Wow. You're like, who, who's Villanova? They just hit that last second shot. Now, Seth uh, Q. Phipps, who is on the high school team, is a massive North Carolina fan. And he was at the game, and I was very worried about him. I put him on suicide watch for the last 72 hours. He's doing well. He's here tonight uh, and, is, and is doing awesome. Uh, one thing I want to show you guys is there's a video out there, and you may have already seen it. And it's a reaction video of all of, of different people, their reaction whenever uh, Villanova hit that last second shot on Monday night. Now, I was normally, my reactions to things like this, I, I always stand in front of the TV. Like whenever it's close game, it was like 11 o'clock at night and my wife and I are laying in bed and I just, am, well, I'm standing in front of the TV so I wasn't laying in bed. But because I, I stood up, I was like, oh, this is good. And I stood up. And I'm just right there in front of my little 32-inch TV. And I'm just like, yeah, this is it. And I'm always afraid she's videoing me. Like it kind of goes in my mind and then I black out and just I'm into the game. Because she's done it before. Mainly with the Texans or the Astros or the Rockets. Go Rockets, beat the Mavericks tonight at 8.30 p.m. There you go. If you're a Mavericks fan or a Cowboy fan, there are other churches for you that will love you. Anyways, and I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You can leave now. Um, Sorry, on track. Anyways, this video that we're about to watch is a reaction from people around the country of what happened on Monday night whenever Villanova hit that last second shot to win the national championship. Now understand, Villanova was the underdog. Villanova is the Cinderella story in the tournament. Actually, in that game, in the Final Four, North Carolina was supposed to win. They're the better team. They're really awesome. You keep raising your hand when I say North Carolina. I'm sorry that you're a loser and they lost. That's cool, though. Go North Carolina. They lost. Villanova was the Cinderella. They weren't supposed to do it. And they did it. And check out the reaction of the Cinderella story right here. Four point seven seconds. Villanova trying to go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Yes! championship buzzer beater for the title how good is that
the reaction when somebody who is not supposed to win, when somebody who is down and out, when somebody who has nothing left, when somebody is a complete out, and they come back to win, or they're brought back to life, and there's nothing else like it. There's nothing else like it when somebody goes from dead to alive, from down to winning, from behind to up front. That is a, an amazing thing in all areas of life. And the reactions that we see here, I and mean, I'll just fast forward even to my message. The reaction we see here is what I think happens when somebody accepts Christ. I think all of heaven is like, ah, look what just happened. I mean, I, I, think, I think people are going crazy. They're, they're high-fiving if that happens. I don't even know. They're worse when Jesus is like, oh, somebody, yeah. And everybody's just going crazy because somebody, when they go from death to life, is alive. And that is celebratory and that is awesome. The problem is, though, is that for some people here, some people watching this, some people hearing this, is that right now you are actually on your way to your own grave. And anytime I see a funeral procession, I'm driving down the highway, and I see a line of cars, all with their lights on in one straight line. The correct thing to do is get over, stop, wait till it passes, pray for the family. When I see that, it affects me. Then I move on with life. And in this room, there may be somebody who you are actually on your way to your spiritual grave, to where you are just done. And I'm not even talking about your life, even though in this room there may be some people, I know there are some people who you're just like, man, my life. But right now, there are people that you are in that funeral procession. You may be in the back, you may be in that coffin on your way right now. And your spiritual life is almost dead for many different reasons. For many, many different reasons. Maybe this relationship that you're in, you know that this relationship you're in, either friendship or a boyfriend, girlfriend, dating relationship, you know that it is actually carrying you to your grave. You know deep down inside that this relationship, friendship, dating relationship, whatever that may be, you know that it's killing you spiritually. You know that. But you continue to stay where you're at. Maybe it's unforgiveness. You know that you should forgive this person, which we talked about a few weeks ago. You know you should forgive this person. You know that it will free them and free you. You know that Jesus forgave you and you should forgive. And that is something that you have not done yet. And you know that that is slowly, spiritually killing you. Maybe it's anger. 
for me growing up, anger was a massive, massive struggle for me in, in high school. My life growing up was really hard. It wasn't easy at all. And I just built up anger and resentment. I actually built up rage. Where I would get so mad, I would just hit things and break things and I would lose it. And the thing is, is that rage started taking away from my walk with the Lord. And I know that there are people, male and female, in this room that struggle with rage. If somebody looks at you wrong, you are ready to pound them. And let me just tell you something, that's not cool. That's a spiritual struggle. And you are in that procession headed to the funeral. And let me tell you something, man. Doing funerals, and I, I've done funerals. I've done a lot of funerals. I've seen a lot of death. I've been in people's rooms. I've left live before and gone to somebody's house. And I have prayed over them when they were dying. I've prayed over them when they were already dead. I've walked into hospital rooms. Where the person in the room was no longer with us. And when someone is dead, they're dead. It's gone. No life. When someone is dying, you can tell most of the time. You can see it. When someone is on their way to death, it's somewhat obvious. And in this room, maybe for some of us, it's obvious the other people around you, maybe it's obvious to you right now that you are on your way to spiritual death. And I hope and I pray that today, in this moment, in this hour, we will have an awakening in your spirit and in your soul so that you're no longer headed to the grave, but man, you are headed straight to him. And the enemy wants you to die. He wants to kill you. The enemy is real. He's not playing around. He knows how to get you. He knows what you do when you're alone. He knows what you do when you and your girl are alone. He knows what you do. He knows how to get you. He throws the hooks in front of you and he just waits and he waits and he waits. Some people, he just keeps waiting because you're like, don't got me, bro. Keep on fishing, but you're not getting me. I know what's going on. But some people, he's fishing and you're biting it. And boom! The hook is set, and you are on your way to death. And your Cinderella star story starts right now, because you are on your way out. And I hope in, here in a little bit, your Cinderella story, man, we're all celebrating. It's going to be awesome. Yes, you made it. It's incredible. You're not dealing with that anymore. And I think in Ephesians 2, 1 is where I want to hang out. I think that this really says it pretty well. Ephesians 2, verse 1 says, for this, says this, by Paul, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Remember I told you death is real. Death is not something we want to play with. Death happens both physically, who we are right now, we're all going to die. And I have seen it happen spiritually. Maybe for some of you in the room, we, you, you have been there before where you're like, man, I kind of turned from God for a little bit and I did my own thing. And you know that that was a dead time in your life. 
You know that there was nothing there. It was horrible. You did things you wish you'd never done. You saw things you wish you never saw. You heard things you wish you never heard. And that was a dead moment. And then you're like, whoa, what am I doing? You had an awakening. And you're like, man, I cannot believe I did that. I feel dead when I wake up in the morning and go about my day and I don't spend time with Jesus Christ. I feel dead. I am walking dead when I do not spend time with Jesus Christ. That's me. That's Michael. May not be you. But for me, I know how I feel and how I am when I don't wake up in the morning and before I do anything else, spend time with the Lord. And I do it every single morning. I do it in my car and I read a little deal called Jesus Calling on my phone and I read the verses in a little app called YouVersion. That's what I do before I do anything else. That's what I do. And when I don't do it, I am a walking dead person. I'm not alive. I haven't been filled with him. I'm just me, just Michael, and I'm a bad dude to hang out with when I don't have Christ. I apologize for some of you, a lot of you, most of you who have hung out with me when I didn't hang out with he. That's good. Write that down. Be like, amen. Hey, every time I'm with you, I don't think you've hung out with Jesus. You're wrong. You just are sensitive. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. Remember it says, when you used to live, when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That's talking about the enemy, kingdom of the air. That should tell you a lot. Kingdom of the air, that means he's kind of all over. Well, Satan is in one place. No, moron, he's everywhere. Genesis 2 says that God made the enemy to be one of the most creative things that he has ever made. Satan is nothing to play with. I'm mad that I'm even talking about him right now because he's like, yeah, that's right, I am. I was like, no, you're not. Jesus is. He's the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That is the enemy, comma, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Disobedient equals Satan. Do you hear that? Obey your parents. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Obey. Do the right thing. The enemy wants to destroy you. Verse 3, all of us lived among them at one time. All of us were once sinners. All of us were once dead. All of us were once down and out. Gratifying the cravings of our flesh. That is, oh, it's like, yes. Whatever it is, it just makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like I am now, I'm trying to be healthy. I've done it for about 50 days now and I love it and I'm excited about it. But I still have cravings for food. Good food. Sugary goodness like donut food, Oreo food, Cadbury egg food, Easter. Oh, I just licked my lips. I have issues. Fat probs, okay? But man, you know what it's like when you're like, I want whatever that may be. And then you get it, you're like, oh, so good. And then you want more. And you're like, oh, so good. And then you want more and you want something else because that was so good. You want two Cadbury eggs. Okay, this is a real Easter confession to you right now. Okay, I had one on Easter. Hadn't had any sugar in like 38 days. I had a Cadbury egg. It was like, oh. I went to the store the next day and had one. Oh, went to the store the next day, had two. All right. And I was like, I got to stop. I have issues. Cadbury eggs, y'all know what those are? If not, you, you, you don't understand the real meaning of Easter. 
all right, which is Jesus, okay. He is risen, and then the egg of the Cadbury. But man, you know what it's like to gratify those cravings of our flesh and follow its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. We deserve death. We deserve it. We really do. We deserve eternal death. But, man, I love a good but. Because of his great love for us. That is a great conjunction. I don't even know if that is right, but I feel like that's the, Kale, is that right? All right. Pastor Kale. Law degree. But because we deserve death, because of his great love for us, God, look at how it's separated by commas. I hope it's right on there. God, us, comma, God, comma, a lot there. God, who is rich in mercy, comma, made us alive. Now, right now, if you're like, man, I hate my life, everything's horrible, God doesn't love me, if, if God was real, then why does this happen? Because of his great love for us, God, who's rich in mercy, made us alive. How did he make us alive? He made us alive by dying on the cross and he became alive. Whenever he became alive, you have an opportunity to say, I want that aliveness in me. And so what do you do? You say, Lord, come live inside my life. I need you. I want you. I want you to change me, rearrange me, wash me clean. Because of that, when that moment you ask somebody who is alive to come into your heart, now someone who's dead like um, a lot of other gods who are dead. I don't, you know, you're going to ask them in your life and you're going to feel dead, okay, because they're dead, so worship dead gods. Don't understand it. My God's alive. Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. Meaning, right now, we should be dead spiritually. Dirt put on us in the grave. But we're not. Because he made us alive even when we were dead. Whenever you accept Jesus into your heart, and for some of you, you'll do that tonight for the very first time, which will change your eternity. Your eternity right now, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, your eternity equals hell, which is very real. If you don't want to accept, you want to risk it, fine. Great. Hope you like it hot. It's real. It's real. When you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, eternity is the opposite of heaven with him. You're separated. We were dead on our way there. And when you accepted Christ in this room, you were dead. But in that moment, during that, Jesus came into your life and washed you clean and made you alive because he is alive. It is by grace, a gift that we do not deserve. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. That we have been saved. Are you saved? Saved from what? Saved from hell. Do you have Christ? You've been saved. By grace. And this is one of those verses for me. For me, man, I, I love my boy Brett, man, when he's doing his deal. I'm a weird music singer, worshiper person, okay. Worship happens 24-7, but sometimes we get to do it during songs and singing. We're going to do about five of them when I shut my mouth and get off the stage. Man, I, I kinda, I'm kind of a slow worshiper. Like I kind of, I'm feeling, it's just kind of like this verse. This verse is so strong. But because of his great love for us, I'm kind of, oh, that's good. This is me and how I worship. I'm like, okay. 
that's good. I, I, might, I might start doing this. I don't know why I do this, but I've been doing it since I accepted Christ when I was 13 years old. Kind of start clapping. Okay, yeah, that's good. And I'm annoying. If you sit in front of me when I'm worshiping, I apologize. So I sit over here and I scream and yell and do my own thing. I'm clapping off beat because I am white and I don't know how to do things on beat. And so I'm going. Because of his great love for us, God who's rich in mercy. And then I'm kind of like ramping up my worship a little bit. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's good. That's a good word right there. Brett, good song, way to go. Elizabeth just crushed it, kind of amping it up a little bit like, whoo, here we go. Wow, that was awesome. Go ocean. So I kind of get a little more. God, and then in verse 5, made us alive. With, oh, man, I'm just kind of like, whoa. I'll start yelling like, oh, okay. And it's bad. Like you don't want to be around me. The Lord hears my beautiful voice. Not you, okay? And I've got like, ah, and I'm just going, and I'm doing it. And man, eventually for me, okay, and you're all going to like watch me worship. Don't do that. Don't judge worship, you judges of worship. I know why they're raising their hand. The other day they had a beer in it. Now they're raising their Jesus. Shut up, okay? It doesn't matter what they had on Sunday or Saturday. They're here now and God can change their life. But man, I get pumped. I get excited. This verse excites me. It should excite you. You should memorize it. You should be like, this is my life verse. Whatever the heck that is, this should be it. You should memorize this. You should know this. It's by grace you've been saved, even when you're dead in our transgressions. Then look at this in Ephesians 4, verse 22, says this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires. Now let me show you something. Let me just show you a little something, something. This is a letter jacket. This is mine. Yes, it doesn't have my name on it because I was not good. But I still got one because I was bad. And the coach felt bad. Shut your mouth, okay. And this is college, so I'm a big deal, okay. So I'm going to put this on just to show you what my letterman jacket looks like. It does have a letter on it, but not my name, okay. And so, yeah, what's up, okay. What's up. Washtenaw Baptist University football. See the little hey, hey right there? That's a football. The O. Come on. It's a little big because it's all they had left, but I got it. <laughs> coach said, head, come into my office. All right, coach, what's up? I got you something. What is it? A letterman jacket. Guys, I cried. I'm not kidding. Why? Because I was the camera guy. <laughs> I played football, practiced football for a year, and it was horrible. I was horrible at it, absolutely horrible. Oh, well, I knew you weren't going to shut your mouth. I'll crush you in basketball right now. Step on a Michael Head court, which is over by the youth area, and you will lose. Oh, yeah, right. I'll beat you. I may not have my name on this, but it's on that court. So this is my Letterman jacket. Now, if you saw me tomorrow in Target wearing my Letterman jacket, I hope that you would judge me. I would be like, dude, what are you wearing that for? Because it's cool. All right, let me, let me show you a real letter woman jacket, okay? This is, this is mine. Don't have my name on it. My wife, her last name before me was Britt, okay? Pretty cool. Look, she's spiritual in high school. She put my, half of my name on here. Thought that was kind of cool. M-I-C-H-A, or M-I-C-A, whatever, Micah, okay, 716, I guess that's a book in the Bible, all right, I've never read it, but I'm sure it's good, okay, I'm just kidding, don't judge, I've read it, okay, that had her name on it, mine, nothing, 
okay? As an eagle, okay? New Caney Eagles, I guess that's what they are. Falcons, I really don't know. 32 basketball, okay? She was a baller. 4-9, baller, okay? All right. She's really good and competitive. We don't play each other because I'll win and she'll get mad. New Caney, okay, NC, cross country, hello, baller, runner, okay, New Caney, basketball, cool, class of 04, some of you were born that year, cool, and all this stuff on here, and it's cool, like this is cool, I couldn't wear this, I'll stretch it out and break it. But the thing is, is that Erica doesn't wake up in the morning. I don't wake up in the morning and put these on. I don't. We don't. Why? She would make fun of me and I would make fun of her. You don't make fun of your wife. If she wore that, I would. Why? She's not in high school anymore. So are you saying people can't wear their Letterman jacket outside of high school? And Yes, I am. And if you don't agree, don't care. It's my thoughts. Weird. You're not in high school anymore. I'm not, coll- I don't, I don't, I'm not college anymore. I don't wear my Letterman jacket. Some of you are like, I'm wearing it right now and I'm, in, I'm 48. It's cool, hard times, I get it. But let me read this verse. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires, to be, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, to put on the new self. Every single morning you have a choice. You have a choice of what you are going to be and what you are going to put on and what you are about. You have a choice. How many of you in the morning, you're like, you know what? I'm still on my way to the grave and so I'm going to put on these old clothes. I'm going to put on these old things. I'm going to do all this. And let me just tell you something. It may be really comfortable to put that back on. It may feel good to put on this thing of sadness and unforgiveness and guilt and rage and anger and all these different things. It may feel really comfortable to you. Well, I just want you to know when Jesus died on the cross for you, he took all that away. So when you go and pick it up, you look real silly. Why? Because you're not dead any longer. You don't need to wear the grave clothes anymore. They are gone. Christians, listen. The old you is gone. So stop picking up the old you and the old grave clothes. And let's wear the new us, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 24. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Verse 22, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires. Students, adults, it is your choice how you are going to live every single minute of your life. And if you continue to pick up this old, junky, dead, sin life, then you will be in your grave spiritually faster than you really want to. Your Cinderella story starts now. By saying, I'm not wearing that today. I'm going with Jesus. And I am alive. 
And I just want you to know that when you make those choices, everything inside you is like, yes, yes. Jesus is like, yes. Your best friends are like, yes. Angels and everybody, yes. And they're celebrating just like we saw. Father, we come to you right now. We thank you so much for tonight. what you're doing. Right now in this room, no one is looking around. Right now in this room, there are some people that are still wearing the grave clothes. There are some people right now who you know that you are living in darkness. You do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you are on your way to your spiritual grave. And if you were to die right now and the dirt was to put on your face in that grave, you would spend eternity away from God. And I want to get that dirt off. I want you to accept Jesus Christ tonight. And I want you to sit up from that grave and I want you to be alive. And so tonight, I wanna to give you that opportunity. And so everybody quietly in your heart, repeat this short prayer after.